God bless you. Wow, how many sense the presence of God in this house tonight? Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, and it is well with my soul. That's one of my favorite songs. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be here tonight. We come through the storm, through the rain, but we made it by the grace of God. And amen. Had a van following us, and uh, and they there's a truck, I guess, that looked like ours, but it had the wrong license plates. Come on, somebody. Until finally we said, hey, we got to move on, but thank God they made it. Amen. And when you walk through the door, you can sense God's presence. Amen. And uh, uh, Pastor, we honor you tonight. Where did he go? Praise the Lord. Oh, there he is. Amen. We honor you and your wife tonight and your staff. Uh, and thank you for this uh, open invitation tonight. But man, you just mimic my words. The day of just gathering and coming together is long over. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and tell them, I've come for a breakthrough tonight. And my God, we have, we've, we've experienced breakthrough throughout our services today. And, and I'm just going to stay in that vein of breakthrough. All right? Amen. I know you've been waiting, so let's go quickly to the Word of God uh, on tonight. It's so good to see Pastor Tyrone, amen, uh, Clegg here tonight and his daughter. We certainly thank God for them being with us. And all the way from Circe, y'all, come on now. He had a, another meeting, and whenever I'm in the area, uh, always contact him or he'll contact me. Sometimes he knows when I'm coming here before I do. Come on. Amen. And it's good to see Mama Nancy tonight. Amen. We certainly thank God for her. Praise the Lord. Well, 2 Samuel chapter number 5 is where we're going to share tonight. Amen. Taylor, where did he go? It's good to see him tonight. Everybody's just sprinkled all over here tonight. But uh, it's good to see Brother Drew's dad is back the last time we was here. Amen. He was in the hospital, and we've been praying for him, and he looks like a new penny now. Come on, somebody. Amen. Praise God. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse number 17 is where we're going to share. Praise God. I see you stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. And let's read the scripture right before we pray on tonight. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hole. I could stop right there and preach for the rest of the night. When you've been anointed, the enemy's coming after you. Come on, somebody. How many know the anointing attracts attack? Come on. Amen. Look at somebody and tell them, if you've been anointed, get ready for an encounter for, from the devil. Come on now. Well, I just read it in the scripture. The moment that David was anointed, when the Philistines heard that he was anointed, the Bible says they came after him. And how many know the devil's coming after you too and he's coming after me? When you got all on your head. Praise God. I could stop right there and preach the rest of the night. Verse 18 says, And the Philistines also came, and they spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. Verse 19 says, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines without deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up. I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Baal-perism, and David smote them there and said, The Lord has what broken forth upon mine enemies before me as a breach of water therefore he called the name of the place Baal Perizim and there they left their images and David and his amen men burn them 
Let's pray tonight. Father, I thank you for the integrity of your word. The flower will fade, the grass will wither, but it's your word that will stand forever. I thank you tonight for supernatural breakthrough in this house. That whoever have come with an issue and come here, amen, dealing with the bondage in their life. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'll begin to minister to them even on tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted, amen. Before you take your seat, I need you to tell at least two persons, come on now, amen, that tonight that he's the God of your breakthrough. Come on. Praise God. He's the God of your breakthrough. Father, bless us through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. He's the God of your breakthrough. Praise God. Amen. He's the God of your breakthrough. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, um, as Pastor alluded to a few moments ago, if we were ever in a time where we need to see the hand of God move, amen, upon the lives of his people, praise the Lord. Pastor Giles, I'm going to get you. Good to see you tonight. Amen. Another Cersei pastor. Come on, somebody. Amen. We thank God for him. But if we ever, if there ever was a time where we, where we need to see the hand of God move in our services, that time is right. Right now, someone shot me a clip last night, amen, uh, of an article, I believe it was in Charisma, where they were talking about the next three years or four years, amen, how there's a decline in the church and how there's a paradigm shift that's taking place and then how there's a lot of people are not just coming to church and, and especially a lot of the millenniums. They're saying, why would I go and sit on a pew, amen, and waste my time going to church if I can't feel the presence of God? Now, wait a minute, let me check that statement. Let me qualify that statement tonight. Well, I don't blame them. Because I don't want to come to nobody's church. Come on, somebody. Where I can't feel the presence of God. Amen. So you can't jump on the youth and the young adults because amen, we put up with a lot of stuff in church because our parents made us go to church. Okay, I, didn't, I thought I had some old school in the house. Amen. It was either go to church or they threaten you. Hello. Amen. Praise God, because if the preacher couldn't preach the hell out of you, they whipped the hell out of you. Come on, somebody. But one way or another, you got delivered. Hello. Okay, I'm just trying to find my preaching crowd. I got a stiff group here tonight. Come on, somebody. Amen. But I tell you what, amen, when we showed up at church, amen, the, the, the presence of God and the power of God was there. And let me just submit to you tonight that that's happening again. Amen. Every church is not a dead church. Amen. Every ministry is not a dead ministry. Come on. Amen. When people start saying that, I said, hey, you're going to the wrong one. Come on now. Church alive is worth the drive, baby. Come on. Praise God. And you need to know tonight that the God that we serve is a God of breakthrough. Amen. I won't bore you with the details tonight, but I want to jump right in. Amen. Because I sense this thing brewing in my spirit. I preach from this particular, amen, uh, scripture, but not exactly this text tonight. And I'm going somewhere with this because, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you, you must understand that we're in a time of spiritual warfare. And, and, and I mean, I'm not talking about these people that, you know, every time something happened, it's a devil. You know, you got that group, too. Amen. And they walk around and they look, they try to act spiritual, but they're really spooky. Hello. <laughs> Y'all know anybody like that? Don't look at them. Look at me and wink. Come on. Give me a thumbs up. 
But, amen, on the real, ladies and gentlemen, there is a demonic force that we're dealing with day to day. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. Come on, somebody. That is not a fairy tale. That is the truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you're not fighting a devil on the job, if you're not fighting a devil, come on, sometimes in your own home. You need breakthrough in your own home. Sometimes we need breakthrough in the church. Come on now. Praise God. But we serve tonight a God, a breakthrough. Some of you are sitting here and you love God with all of your heart. But I want you to be honest with me. How many will say, I could, I could use a spiritual breakthrough tonight? Come on, just wait. Okay, I'm in the right church. Amen. How many will be honest tonight and say, you know what? I could use a breakthrough in my physical body where the enemy has attacked my body. Come on now. You're taking medicine and you're still sick and you're saying, God, I need you to touch my body. It's okay. Amen. How many could use a, a breakthrough in your finances? Oh, every hand went up. Come on. Some of y'all raise your leg. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We all could use a financial breakthrough. Amen. What, what about a breakthrough in our psyche, in our emotions? How many know that's where the devil really fights us? Are you hearing what I'm saying? But let me tell you something. There's a spirit of breakthrough in this house tonight, and God really wants to do something special in your life. Amen. How many sitting here could use a breakthrough in their family? Your family needs a breakthrough. There's been a divide. I mean, the fabric of your family seems like it's being ripped apart. And you're saying, God, I need you to show up on my behalf. Well, you, you came to the right church at the right place to hear the right word tonight because we serve a God, a breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Amen. Some of you here, you said, I could use a breakthrough in my marriage. I'm telling you, my marriage is not on the rocks. It's under the rocks. Amen. And I really need God to move on my behalf. Well, you know what? David, amen, uh, you know, shares in the text tonight, and he lets all of us know. Now, you have to understand that he's fighting, ladies and gentlemen, from a valley, in a valley, Amen. He's positioned in a valley, but he's positioned for victory. And I don't care what you're going through the night. Victory is coming your way. Look down your row and tell somebody victory is coming your way. Come on, that's the wrong neighbor. They looked at you funny. Tell somebody else, victory is coming your way. Victory is coming your way. And so here's what happened. Now, and I don't have a long time tonight to give you David's resume. Most of you already know. Amen. But I love David's resume because one of the things you have to understand that David, amen, he's a, he's a shepherd, you know, boy. Amen. But he's anointed of God. Isn't that something? David's a shepherd boy. Not only that, David's a musician. But I love this because David's a warrior on one hand, but he's a worshiper on the other hand. Well, wow. any given time, you can find little King David. Come on, somebody, where he's got a sword in one hand, but he's got a harp in the other hand. Come on. Amen. Because when we worship, we war. Can I have somebody in here right now? Maybe we don't walk around with a physical sword in our hands, but we got the word of God. Come on, which is the sword. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And ladies and gentlemen, when we begin to worship God, here's what happened. We begin to war in the spirit. Come on, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God in the pulling down strongholds. Where are my warrior, warriors here tonight? 
Praise God. Help me out here. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you must understand that we're in a time of great warfare where the enemy, my God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord in you will lift up a standard. So David's a warrior over here. Amen. And he's a worshiper over there. You can find David any given time worshiping God. Amen. And you can find him fighting. He's been fighting from his youth. Amen. Uh, anybody watch the movie? All my life, I had to fight. Three of y'all, I'm sorry. I thought I was in Chicago. I'm in Greenbrier. Arkansas. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's a little statement that was made in a movie. All of my life, I've had to fight. Amen. And you know what? It's just like David. It seems like from his youth up, he's been whipping bears and he's been fighting lions. Come on, somebody. And he's even taken the head of Goliath. Y'all know the story. Praise God. But now David is fighting a different type of fight. Amen. And I want to talk to you tonight for just a few moments. Every attack from the enemy isn't always the same. There are some things that come at you, you have the ability to brace yourself. Come on now, and God helps you through it. And then there are some things that will hit you, come on, like a curveball, amen, and you say, I did not see this one coming. Have you ever, have you ever experienced something where you say, I did not see this coming? I didn't see this coming down the pike. I was just hit with this thing. My God. And that's when you really have to lean and to depend on the strength of God. And somebody's in this room right now. And you're saying, my God, I had no ounce or iota that this was happening to me. But I'm here to tell you, the Lord is going to be your strength tonight. Come on. Have you ever come? Have you ever gone through something and come out on the other side and say, how in the world did I come through that without having a nervous breakdown? Hello. It had to be God is there anybody in here ever had or experienced one of those nobody but God moments no one but God. Only God could do that. Amen. So now we find that David, amen, has fought bears. He's fought lions. He's taken the head of Goliath. And then, ladies and gentlemen, praise God. David, right before this, we get to this text, and I may have talked about the Jebusites at, at one point that we were here. I don't recall. But, but David, in 1 Samuel chapter 30, he's fighting the Amalekites. Y'all know the text there where the Bible said he returns to Ziglag, and then all of a sudden amen there's fire amen and then the houses have been destroyed and not only that ladies and gentlemen but the wives and the children have been taken captive by the enemy who did that it was the Amalekites Lord have mercy and so David's now fighting with the Amalekites but then he inquires of the Lord how do I fight this kind of enemy amen he inquires of God and God says I tell you what you pursue after this enemy you go after this enemy amen you overtake and then you recover all. Come on, somebody. And how many know David recovered all? Praise God. But by the time he finished fighting the Amalekites, he's got another, amen, enemy that he's got to fight, which are now the Jebusites. Come on, somebody. What about Uncle Ike? Sorry, wrong church again. What about the termites? Hello, somebody. Listen, amen. Now, the Jebusites were different than the Amalekites. Ladies and gentlemen, the Jebusites were trash talkers. Uh, 
Amen. They would try to manipulate you with their words. They would, ladies and gentlemen, try to undermine who you were. Come on, somebody. They said things like to David, like uh, even the blind, the crippled, and the lame. We'll send them out to whip you because they've never been defeated before. Joshua's army couldn't do it. Gideon's army couldn't do it. And now, amen, they're looking at David's army. And they said, we're not afraid of you. We've never lost before. They were cocky. They were conceited. And they were arrogant come on somebody but David and his men amen they defeated the Jebusites isn't that something amen God gave them victory over the Jebusites and it had never happened and now Jebu amen has now become Jerusalem come on which is now the city of David can you say amen and so now you would think he would have a moment to catch his breath but in the same text when you read a little further he has just come through a vicious victory but now he turns around and he's my god he's attacked again by the enemy let me stop for just a moment have you ever felt like everywhere i turn i'm being hit with something have you ever felt come on now the washer won't wash the dryer won't dry come on somebody amen the cat just run up the tree the goldfish just jumped out the bowl hello somebody and i can't find the dog can i get a witness up in here just keep on living amen every now and then life will hand you some stuff that you're not ready for Whoa, pray for me i feel like preaching tonight come on Amen. So here's what happened. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, amen. Now, David had just come out of battle, and God had given him a great victory. Amen. And now he finds himself in the valley of Rephaim, which, which means a valley of trouble or a valley of giants. Because he's dealing with the Philistines here. Amen. They're right outside of Gath. And Gath is where Goliath was from. Come on. Amen. And they were a city of giants. Think about this. The Philistines now, amen, are coming after David. And David inquires of the Lord again. He says, God, I need to know what do I need to do. I'm in a valley of giants and I'm in a valley of trouble. But I like this because David positioned himself in the valley for victory. Woo-wee. I feel preaching in my left leg tonight. Come on, somebody. Because most of us think that we can embrace victory on the mountaintop. But here in the text, David, amen, embraces victory from a valley. He's in the lowest place of his life. And some of you here, you're going through some things that you've never gone through before. And you said, I'm at a low point in my life. But let me, let me help somebody in here. God deserves a high praise in a low place. Come on, somebody. Amen. Is there anybody in a low place, but you got a high praise for God? Who am I preaching to tonight? Amen. I just don't praise God on the mountaintop. Baby, I can praise him in my valley. Whoa, somebody give him praise. Y'all too quiet tonight. Come on. I know you're in the valley, but give God a valley praise. Whoa. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Touch your neighbor and tell him God deserves a praise. Come on now. Amen. Even in your valley experience. Amen. David finds himself in Rephaim. Amen. Which is a valley of trouble and a valley of giants. But you know what? He positions himself for victory. God sent me here tonight to tell somebody to position yourself for breakthrough. 
Uh, when I was preparing this text, I thought about Zacchaeus. Amen. In the gospel according to Luke, it gives the account on Zacchaeus. The Bible says he heard that Jesus was coming through. Amen. But he couldn't get to him because of the crowd. Come on, somebody. Amen. But listen, he ran before the crowd. Amen. And he runs up a sycamore tree. Come on, somebody. And the Bible says he moved in that position. Listen, because he knew that Jesus was coming that way. My God, amen, he positioned himself in a place where he knew Jesus was coming that way. Let me help somebody in here. In 2020, come on somebody, you gotta position yourself, amen, and say this, amen, is my place of deliverance and this is where God is moving and I gotta be where God is. Woo! Man, I tell you, when you started in a few minutes ago, I said, he's in my Kool-Aid and he's got the flavor. Come on, somebody. Amen. You who, Brother Drew? Come on, somebody. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him in 2020, position yourself for your breakthrough. Amen. I refuse to bring the problems of 2019 over into 2020. Some of y'all right now, amen, that's, that's enough to deliver you from the rest, amen, or whatever you're going through. For the rest of the night, I don't have to say anything else. Just make up your mind. I'm not dragging 2019 problems. Come on, somebody, into 2020. It's a new year for me. Whatever has happened, it's behind me. Amen. I can't change it. It's over now. Come on, somebody. My God, but I'll lift my eyes unto the hill from with coming my help. And all of my help comes from God. 2019, some of you went through pure hell, but you survived it, and you're still here by the grace of God. Woo! Hallelujah. He positioned himself in the valley of Rephaim, and he asked the question, shall I go up? Amen. Amen. Shall I go up? Praise God. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, he invites God to participate in his problems. You know why a lot of us get frustrated? Because we seek breakthrough our own way. Come on now. You're not smarter than God. I learned a long time ago. Come on now. If we'll just humble ourselves and just let God do it. But God can't fight your battles if you're adamant about fighting your battles. Huh? God can't do it if you put it in his hands, then you go back and take it away from him. Praise God. Just slap your neighbor's hand and say, put it in God's hand. Hallelujah. Amen. If they look at you funny, lay hands on them. Come on. And pray for them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. The Bible tells us in Psalms that those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So after we seek after God and whatever we need, if we need strength, if we need wisdom, if we need direction, if we seek after God, we shall lack no good thing. Come on, somebody. God wants to participate in your problems. Hello, somebody. How many of you are facing things and situations and circumstances that's beyond you? I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, every now and then, amen, life will hit you with stuff that your money can't buy you out of. 
Come on, the best attorney in the world can't help you. Come on, the best physician in the world, come on, can't help you. Amen. Your rich uncle can't bail you out of this one. Come on, somebody. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that's when you have to lean and depend on God. But let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, he will never let you down. Amen. He's the God of breakthrough. Now David comes to Baal Perizim. He's in the valley of Rephaim, the valley of trouble, amen, and the valley of giants. And he inquires of the Lord, shall I go up? from this place and God gives him a word amen he says no he says I'm gonna deliver your enemies into your hands when I read this I thought about Jehoshaphat where not one army not two but three armies were coming against him at one time he goes to God in prayer and said Lord he says he says I don't really know what to do the Bible said he set himself to seek the face of God and he begins to inquire of the Lord what must I do not just one army not just two but I got three entities that's vying to take me out all at the same time it's a triple threat not a double threat but a triple threat amen my God the enemy launches an attack but the Lord had to remind him that the battle is not yours it belongs to God and we all have to be reminded come on because we try to take measures in our own hand but this one is bigger than you so what do you do when you don't know what to do that's when you got to release it to God come on somebody I feel breakthrough in this house tonight I feel like God is about to turn some things around for somebody you may have come here hurt broken and confused but before you walk out of here tonight you're going to walk out of here in victory and if I'm preaching to you give God the highest praise that you've ever given him tonight come on come on whoa So now, amen, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed, the Bible said they came after him. My God, some of you, amen, ought to realize by now that the devil don't like you. Come on, somebody. He is not your friend. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. I can't stand the devil, amen, or his mother-in-law. Some of y'all will get it on the way home. My mother-in-law's fine. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking about the devil's mother-in-law. Are you hearing me tonight? Praise God. You need to understand that the battle is not yours. You need to understand that God's got you. Come on, excuse my vernacular. Amen. But God's got you. Just lean on somebody and tell them God's got you. And God's got your situation. Amen. God's got you. And before you walk out of here tonight, you need to know, well, why am I under so many attacks? Amen. Look like wherever you go, nobody likes you. Amen. You have four friends, but you got one enemy that's always fighting you simply because, amen, you've been anointed by God. Come on, somebody. I'm going to help you in this in this room tonight. Instead of you getting depressed, instead of you getting all worked up, the next time an enemy comes after you, you ought to look up and say, Lord, I thank you. I must be anointed. Come on, somebody. Because the devil don't fight people. That's not a threat to the kingdom of hell. Whoa. 
Just lean on your neighbor and tell him, I've got to be anointed all the hell I'm going through. Come on, somebody. God must have his hands on me. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because the average person wouldn't be dealing with this type of warfare. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? But I've got to, amen, i got a word for somebody. There's about to be a graduation and there's about to be a promotion. Because after you come out of this, God is about to promote you. Woo. Amen. And the same devil, amen, that threw you in the fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Come on, somebody. Amen. After a while, they realized that they didn't burn up. Huh? The Bible says not even a stench from their hair. Not even a stench from their hair. Think about it. Not even the smell of smoke. There's one thing to be thrown in the fire, and then your hair or your weed didn't, you know, mess up. I'm sorry, we got some white girls here. Extensions. Somebody corrected me in Virginia one time. They said, Bishop, extensions. It's the same thing, boo. Hello, somebody. I call it extra. Can you say amen? (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Touch your neighbor and tell them, don't bother my extra. Come on. Amen. It's yours. You bought it, didn't you? Come on, somebody. Praise God. And here's what you need to understand. The Bible says not even a stench of their hair was burned. Now, I was mesmerized by that. But let me tell you, what really turned me on was the fact, ladies and gentlemen, that the smell of smoke was not on them. Let me give you a quick definition. God says, I know how to so protect you that after you go through what you go through, there will be no evidence that you've ever been through it. Can you say amen? Whoa, I'm going to shout tonight. People look at you and say, you don't look like what you've been through. You've been through a dirty divorce. Amen. You, you had cancer. Amen. You were in a mental institution and you're sitting here clothed in your right mind. You mean to tell me your family was ripped apart and you still got joy down in your soul? You look right back at them and say, I don't look like nothing that I've been through because God preserved me in the fire. Whoa! Hallelujah. And now, the scripture says, David, run up here real quick. That they, put your hands like this. Their chains were in, amen, their hands were in stock. And their feet were chained also in stock. And the Bible said, the fire burned off the chains but it didn't burn them. I feel like shouting tonight. Come on, somebody. Amen. The things that the devil sent to destroy you, God says, I'm going to use it to deploy you. Come on, somebody. What the devil meant for evil, God says, I'm going to turn it for good. I'm preaching to somebody in this house tonight. Amen. It burned the shackles off of them. Okay, it gets better. Tell somebody there's a promotion coming behind this. And now, hey man, the old king says, hey, I need you to look in the fire. Tell me what you see. He says, he peeps over in there and says, wait a minute. What? I thought we put three in. Behold, I see four. 
Tell somebody, that's my help right there. My help have shown up. Come on, somebody. And behold, the fourth one looks like the Son of Man. Come on. He looks like the Son of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, when they turned up the pressure, he says, turn it up seven times. Heat it up. But when the devil turns up the pressure, that's when you turn up your praise. Can you say amen? Amen. If the devil's turning up pressure in your life, amen, open up your mouth and start turning up praise. Can you? Say amen. Whoa. And then, here it is. Finally getting to the good part. The Bible said the king testifies. Amen. King Nebuchadnezzar says, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Negro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Abendigo. Okay, okay, y'all all right? Okay, hey, I'm in the right church. He's like, I feel you, man. Come on. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He says, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh-oh, but he didn't stop right there. And the Bible says, and they were promoted in the province. Amen. After you come out of the fire, there's about to be a promotion. Come on, somebody. I don't know who God sent me here to talk to. I know you've been through hell. And I know you've been through the fire and the furnace of affliction. But I got a word for you. There is a promotion coming if you don't give up. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the God. Of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And guess what? Now they've gone to worshiping their God. The very people that have tried to destroy you. Come on, somebody. God's going to turn their hearts in your direction. I know it seems impossible. I know it seems crazy. But let me tell you, you just keep on worshiping God. And don't allow what you hate in other people to become you. If you're not careful, what you dislike in other people, you'll become that. That's why you got to forgive and you got to let stuff go. Because if you don't, it will destroy you inside. Just, just gently touch your neighbor and tell them, let it go. Let it go. I know they hurt you, but let it go. I know they lied on you, but let it go. I know they crushed your heart into a thousand pieces, but let it go. It's not worth it because you're getting your breakthrough tonight. This dear lady with your hand up right there, I want you to stand up for just a moment and lift your hands to God. Father, in the name of Jesus, set her totally free tonight in Jesus' name. Now go ahead and praise God for her victory tonight. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, David didn't have to do anything. Amen. He just sought the face of God. And I'm closing with this. And the Bible says something happened. All of a sudden, this same David that just inquired of the Lord. Amen. What must I do? Shall I go up to the Philistines? Amen. And the Lord says, doubtless, I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand. And David came to Baal-perism. And David smote them. And he said, the Lord has broken forth upon my enemies. Woo-wee! 
don't know who God sent me here to talk to tonight, but he's about to break forth upon your enemies. And David says when he broke forth, it was like a dam of water. It was like a dam that had just broken. Amen. And it burst forth and it destroyed all of my enemies. Now, you must understand, if you've ever experienced a flood before, amen, floods know no boundaries. Whatever's in the way of a flood, it will destroy it. And David says, amen, God broke through. Amen. He says, like a burst of water. And he said, he destroyed my enemies and delivered them into my hand. I don't know who this word is for, but God says, you won't even have to lift a finger. He says, I'm going to give you victory. And the very people that try to destroy you, God's going to make them come back and apologize to you. Can you say amen? You, you just stay in the spirit. You just keep doing the right thing. Come on. Amen. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. You don't have to lift a hand. Come on. Who am I talking to? God is getting ready to break through on your behalf. Woo. Because he's the Lord and he's the God of my breakthrough. Amen. Don't seek breakthrough on your own. You're going to only end up frustrated. Well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to tell them and the Holy Spirit says, hold your peace. Amen. Now listen to me, church. There will be times that God will tell you to speak up, but then there's times God tell you to shut up. Two people. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you ever wanted to just tell somebody and give them a word that wasn't from the Lord? Come on. And the Holy Spirit said, hold your peace. You says, oh, when I see them, I've got something for them. <laughs> Hello. Then they show up and the Holy Spirit said, shut up. And you're like, no, not now. <laughs> You've already got it premeditated and rehearsed. You already know what you're going to say. And then when they get in your grill, hello, somebody. The Holy Ghost says, shut up. Because vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting ready to pray. I could preach another 30 minutes. But I feel deliverance in this house. I really do. I feel, amen, that, that God's going to turn some things. He's going to shift some things in your life tonight. You didn't drive all the way here tonight through the rain. Come on. You could have been somewhere else doing something else, but you pressed your way and you made a sacrifice. And because you showed up tonight, God says, I'm going to show up on your behalf because I'm the God of breakthrough. Can you say amen? David positioned himself in the valley. And notice this, God gave him victory in the valley. And here's a word that he wants me to convey to you. In the lowest place of your life is where your victory is coming from. Woo! You said, oh, but you don't understand. I'm dealing with some stuff that I have never dealt with before. I didn't see this one coming. This is not a mountaintop victory. This is a valley experience. But God says, I'm going to let you know I'm not just a God of the mountains, but I'm the God of the valley too. And I'm giving you victory in a low place in your life. Thank you, Lord. He says, I'm the God of breakthrough. 
and you're saying, I need a breakthrough in my home. I need a breakthrough in my family. Some of you right now are not even on speaking terms with some of your family members. Your heart's been broken into a thousand pieces. But God says, I'm going to heal the breach tonight. Amen. Where there's been a divide, he says, I'm going to give you a breakthrough. Thank you, Lord. I don't know if I shared this testimony, but I, I don't even recall where we were maybe about three weeks ago. Uh, we were in two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago. We were in Kansas. And uh, I was sharing a testimony about being in Truman, Arkansas, preaching there. And uh, where this gentleman said to me that he needed a breakthrough in his family. And he says, I have not spoken to my son in seven years. He went into the army. He says, the only thing I have, he says, to remember him by is a picture. He says, I've got a picture uh, on, my, on my dresser there. And I said, do you happen to have a picture with him? Or could you pull up a picture on the phone of him? He says, I keep one picture in my wallet. I have a small one and I have an eight by 10 at home. And we laid hands, Taylor, on that picture and anointed it in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And listen, the very next night in revival, he's, I mean, he was there and he says, I got something to tell you. My son called me last night. Oh, come on now. I want you to act like it happened for you. Because God is the God of restoration. And listen, he says, my son's coming home. And he says, I hope this revival extends at least one more night. Come on, somebody. And guess what? His son drove, and the next night, the night after, he was sitting in the pew right beside his father. And God, come on now, amen, restored that relationship. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but your son's coming home. Your daughter's coming home. Hello, somebody. And wherever there's been a divide. God says, I'm getting ready to bring restoration. We were, in, we were in Kansas, and I was sharing sharing this very story that I'm sharing tonight. And there were several people come running to the front, one of which was a pastor out of Kansas City. Praise God. He may be watching there. I don't know. And, uh, he, man, I'm telling you, he was torn to pieces. And he says, my son... And I had a falling out. And it's been several years. He says, I, I've texted him. I've called him. He says, I've sent letters. I've driven by his home. And we have absolutely no, amen, communication. No contact. And I said, brother, he says, but I believe that word was for me tonight. We were outside, amen, at the table, at the book table. And they were purchasing books. He and another pastor, Dave was with there. Dr. Mathis was standing right there. And Dr. Mathis, what happened while we were standing at the table? Stand up and tell the people. <laughs> we heard a bing on the phone while he was paying for the books. His phone says, ding, ding. And I was saying, ching, ching. I'm sorry, but anyway, Taylor got that. Come on, somebody. And so... And he looks down, and he's pulling the money out of his wallet, Pastor. And he says, oh, my God, it's my son. And right around the book table, he's crying, and he's weeping, and he's shouting all at the same time. Because God came through, and God gave him his breakthrough. I don't know who God sent me here to talk to tonight, but I want you to look down your row and declare this row is breakthrough row. Come on. And whatever you need God to do for you, he's going to show up on your behalf. His son texts him. 
and said, Dad, I love you, and I miss you. Amen. I want to get in touch with you. He texted back, right back, and, and he jumped on the phone, and he was crying and weeping. Amen. And, and he ran outside, and he was just shouting all at the same time. God worked it out just like that. Let me tell you something. You, you spoke prophetically tonight before you gave me the microphone. And I was standing there, or sitting there rather, and I was saying, God, amen, in 2020, I don't want to go anywhere just for the sake of preaching. When I go, I want to see people get their breakthrough. Come on, somebody. I've been doing this a long time, and, and, and I don't have time, amen, you know, to try to prove to people that I know how to do this. Come on. I can't do this on my own. If the Lord don't help you, if the Lord don't anoint you, come on, somebody. Ain't nothing going to happen anyhow. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But I said, God, amen, there are people in this room. I'm pregnant with their miracle, and they need a breakthrough. And God says, tonight, I'm going to give them their breakthrough. Amen. This lady right here with your hand over your mouth. Yes, ma'am. Praise God. I don't want to put you on the spot and put you on blast. But let me tell you, God's getting ready to restore your family, lady. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. I just heard it in the spirit, Ram. What's your name? Sarah? Sarah, stand up. Thank you, Lord. There's been a divide in your family, right? Amen. Holy Spirit just spoke that to me. I've never seen you in my life, Sarah, but I'm giving you the word of the Lord. Amen. God says you got to forgive them that have caused hurt and pain. Amen. And some of that pain you've caused, but amen, you got to let it go. And God's going to bring healing and restoration. Come on. Listen to me. How many know God is not in the business of embarrassing people? Listen, the Holy Ghost doesn't embarrass people. The Holy Spirit encourages people. Can you say amen? Praise God. Amen. And I come to encourage you tonight. I'm going to pray for you tonight because God's getting ready to bring reconciliation and restitution and what the devil have stolen. Come on, somebody. God is about to bring it back. Somebody give him praise in the house. Hallelujah. First lady, would you come? Thank you, Lord. While she's playing, amen. Uh, thank you, Lord. Woo, thank you, Jesus.